Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. How's it going, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdificent. Time if you want away and sitting across from me is um, Danny Fernandez. Hey. So this is coming out on Tuesday. It's been like a week and a half since Comic Con. Yeah. A week ish. Hopefully we are fully recovered. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> One can only hope. I actually don't. So um, for those of you that don't go to cons, there's something called the con flu. People normally get sick after conventions, aside from the fact that you're like packed like sardines in a can with so many people and touching so many things, but also just like, I think your body's like exhausted. This makes oh, it, yeah. this is like a really negative. What I was going to yeah, say yeah. though, is that I always get sick before, cause I'm always stressed out trying to host and, and work and shoot stuff before Comic-Con. So I always get sick the week before Comic-Con, which I did. So then I'm not sick after when everyone else is sick. Mm. So I, I feel because invincible. Because you already passed it on. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's not it. It's because my body has already <laughs> developed those antibodies yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, it's. It, I think it's like a combination of that. I think it's a combination, especially in San Diego, where it's super hot outside. So hot. And you go inside and it's like blasting oh, AC true, and true. you're cold. Yeah. Like it's just the perfect combination of events to make sure that you're sick after it. Me, luckily, I... I didn't spend too much time on the floor. Plus, right, Most Comic-Cons, I'm not on the floor that much unless there's something I really want to buy. But unfortunately, and we'll get to it, all the pops that I would have wanted sold out in 15 minutes. So yeah. didn't even have a shot. Then I f- was talking to Kyle, and his brother isn't a DBZ fan, but had like, he could have picked them He got up. the exclusives? Yeah, he could have picked them up for me, but he didn't know anyone who wanted it. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, breathe. But, you know, one thing that's, fortunate for me is as a like sneaker head and someone who wears mm-hmm. streetwear i'm used to resale being like oh, one right. to two hundred dollars more Oof. funko pop resales are easy compared to that it's like oh yeah. i have to pay 40 bucks for something I okay that's no problem i'm like my first pair of yeezys i spent 500 dollars on 
Well, that's why you got to be. Fr- I feel like we're friends with some people that at either Funko or the one that I know that sold out that crashed. Um, I see you put it in our notes that crashed yeah. Funimation site is yeah. uh, the Weiss <laughs> from Dragon Ball Super oh, yeah. crashed Funimation. Our good friends at Funimation who were working very hard to try and get those exclusives oh, for people. Man. People going crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I do often sleep on how popular Whis is as a character because there's so many. I feel like in this new rendition of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, there's just so many dope new characters that's like, who who do you want? You know, I think the same thing would happen if a Champa figure <laughs> came out. You know? Yeah. What I was going to say for people that don't know is that they had set up an exclusive like so that you wouldn't have to necessarily stand in line. Like you could apply early to be a part of to get Comic-Con exclusives, which is a huge thing. When we say exclusives are like toys, figures, merchandise that is exclusive to Comic-Con where you're not going to be able to get it other places or you'll be one of the first people to own it. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So what? What I mean, you were on <laughs> every panel. Which was which panels did you do? Just as a recap for people. Who- I did a uh, people of color in comics at Skybound. That was moderated by Hector Navarro, who I love dearly. I also did a live version of my show, Natural Selection, yeah, at Nerdist House. That. Oh yeah, if he was in the audience, mm-hmm. um, laughing and heckling, uh, <laughs> both those things. You were <laughs> well. I um, never. Live program is so great because we had a live studio audience, but we also were live streaming to everybody. And so we had technical difficulties, as you do when you're when you are dealing with live programming. So I hosted that. I I host a a show called Natural Selection at Nerds. It's a debate show. And then I did Brown Girls in Gaming, which was moderated by Danielle Radford at Skybound. I had a panel called Most Dangerous Women, where we actually debated about the representation of women and a lot of the films that have come out this year. And not all, not all that great, some of them. So <laughs> even superhero ones, some of them didn't fare so hot. Some of them didn't pass the Bechdel test, so that's yeah. great. But shout out to Bechdel cast here yeah. on our here on our network. Check out that podcast about the representation of women in media and film. And then um I don't I don't know. I feel I've talked too much now. I did <laughs> a bunch of panels. This is your podcast where you I did get a, to talk. I did a bunch of panels, but what what I wanted to say was that it was very humbling. I used to go to Comic-Con when I was 10, back when my family was living in San Diego, and I would stand in line to get the Dragon Ball Z voice actors to sign my VHS tapes. It was a lot different back then. It didn't fill up the whole con. There wasn't as many people, weren't really as many lines and stuff. And uh, to be asked to be on panels is it just makes me feel like my voice is important. And, you know, we got to meet a lot of Nerdificent fans and just Daily Zeitgeist fans and uh, just coming up and, and letting me know that iffy, both you and I, that our, our voices matter and are important in this nerddom. So, yeah. 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 Thank you guys for being so dope. Yeah. It was a fun time. It was, this was definitely a good time for me. Probably my like first time super professionally doing it like yeah. i've always had like a pro badge and like i've done a few panels before but this is like the first time i like moderated a panel and like for a big company which was funny because it was skybound which if you were listening to last week's episode you know that you know they came from image and i talked to them about that and how they 
are carrying over the image kind of philosophy of letting it because just like image skybound the creators of their brand it, get to own their ips as well and they're they're really excited that you know they got a little shout out on the episode and also oh, that good. we uh, that we were kind of talking about that and both me and danny work with skybound now and i was like i don't know if we mentioned that that yeah we're uh we were like now it's official. sort of sort of biased <laughs> um but yeah no it was like super cool to do that especially because like that's like the big the, the big thing i mean everything is big at comp being on a panel is big but like when you get to do the moderating that you know there's someone used to have a monopoly on it and now i feel like a few spots are going to open up uh without trying to sound too messy then also I was shout casting and hosting the, an offsite activation. They had this thing called Experience in San Diego where they had an esports stage and people could three people would play with a pro professional uh-huh. Fortnite player and it was and we had raffles then. It was like a legit raffle. I want to be like I wish more people were able to enter, but yeah. it was literally impossible cuz the kids like kids kids had that thing locked because <laughs> Pretty much the raffle, what we were giving away, I said it so much that I remember it. We were giving away three 144 hertz curved monitors, three GTX 1070 graphics cards, and also one DX racer chair, six boxes of the Dominion board game, six Roku Expresses, and eight uh, Lucid Sound headphones, which I think are great if you are an adult and above. Like, I'm, I'm losing my mind at the idea of a eight-year-old getting a gtx 1070 like is is he gonna build a b i mean because the thing is like if your parents like a like a supercomputer nerd they're gonna set that up for you but if not a parent's gonna be like what <laughs> yeah and uh, will they even know that they'll be able to sell it for almost a thousand dollars because of the crypto miners you know <laughs> selling like it's it's insane and i think we genuinely thought it'd be an older base but we underestimated how big the Fortnite is for kids. And when the kids found out that they had a chance to play with pros and actually have a chance, mm-hmm. a better chance at win, they were lining up like the experience didn't open up till 11. They were lining up at like 10 o'clock and then waiting, then running to the table, then lining up because because wow. uh, they would open like at 1030, but we wouldn't start till 11 and they would be uh, just a line around. We every time, every day we had to like signups filled up after 10 15 minutes and lots of times we didn't even make it that far because of how long a game with a pro lasts because you know Fortnite can last anywhere between 30 seconds to 30 minutes but when you have a pro player it's always lasting at least 30 minutes yeah but like at first we were like these kids but then it became heartwarming when we found out like two main things made it heartwarming one these were like some of these kids first wins ever at this game oh, and wow. you know so like they are losing their minds because like they, this game that seems so hard to them that they thought they'd never be able to win they just would lose it and they would be so happy because this pro player got them the chance to get a win and two the parents really loved him because they were on this huge kind of titan tron up there and talking and the parents were like is there a way we can get the footage for this it was like, it was wild it was like oh yeah i forgot i think in the same way like comic-con was humbling also it just makes me realize how big video games are yeah. now. like the like if i told my parents when i was a kid that i wanted to play this video game and get a win i don't think they'd understand how important that is for mm-hmm. me now and i feel like a lot of parents now get it and we're super excited to help their kids have this win yeah 
gosh. I, I was really proud of you. I liked seeing all the stuff that you were doing. Well, thanks. I was proud of you, too. Oh, I was, that's, look at I was, us. Uh, yeah, I was seeing you up there. Nerdist House was a cool thing. I think, uh, uh, you know, because before it was at Peco Park out in the sun. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this time it was like in this <laughs> Air cool, conditioning. Yeah. And it, I really, oh, it, you remember my top broke. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, so man. if we're talking about behind the scenes, we'll get into some of the trailer drops and things that some of the big news that happened at yeah. Comic-Con in this wrap up. But just, you know, we like sharing our personal experiences. So I had a zip up top and my zipper broke in between my panels. Um, it was my fault. Well, I was wearing a one piece. And if oh, y'all when you have to go pee, you got to take that one piece all the way off. <laughs> yeah. It looks good, especially when it's hot out. It looks good. I looked like. It was funny. Hector was like, "Are you a character from Overwatch?" Like it was just like a cool looking <laughs> you, racer. It was like a, to to give credit to that and also help people image it. It did look like a sexy widowmaker like romper. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a short little um, one piece with like shorts and stuff. But you had to you had to unzip it. So anyways, my zipper broke uh, on my way to host my live show that was in front of a live audience and live streamed to thousands of people and I couldn't get it to go back up. So I just basically, if you can imagine, if he put it good, I think when he said the dress that J-Lo wore, yeah, mm-hmm, that's what the it dress was. that J-Lo wore with it like going all the way down to her navel, that's what I looked yeah. like. I mean, and I had to like, we, we, cause it was me, Danny, Erica Ishii, we were walking there. I had that big anime sweat behind my head the whole time. And then we got there and she put a shirt on. And Danny yeah. was like, I need a shirt. Well, I didn't have <laughs> tape, Iffy. And, yeah. you know, in those situations, something might pop out. And so, <laughs> something, um, something, some, anything. It could and be it's really a funny because everybody was like, no, but that's fine. Like, I personally don't care. I don't really care, <laughs> but I can't speak for everyone on the live stream watching. They might yeah. have cared. So, yeah. yeah. No, it is against Twitch TOS. You're right. Oh, okay. You, also, like, yeah, it, it just also reminded me just how little I know about women's clothing because I'll see shirts like that and I was like, oh, I didn't realize it needs to be secured. I just thought it was just the, the strength of the clothes that kept them together you know that's that's, funny. that's what i always believed i was wrong how how were you getting around because those it was packed like mm-hmm. i it was funny too because coming from wednesday to saturday it was wild seeing how incrementally more packed the sidewalks mm-hmm. got and it was rough <laughs> yeah, everybody was using this service called Bird. Was oh, that it? Oh yeah, we, thank you for bringing that up. It was a scoot. It's a scooter. It's a scooter service uh, that's popular. I don't know if they might have it in your I town, s- but they have it yeah. in San Diego where you can rent a scooter, like and just drop it off wherever. You get this app, you just hop on, you scooter wherever you need to go, and then you leave it. Or you can keep renting it if like you're planning to scooter back. Yeah. It's yeah, there there was two, bird and lime. And they had bikes, but no one wanted the bikes. Everyone was on the scooter. And I saw one in Koreatown. Someone had a bird and I lost my mind. I was like, oh, this it was like, you know, when you like buy a, a car and you love and it's your car and you love it, and then you see the that model on the street that's what it felt like where i was like oh did this exist and i just never saw it but yeah i rode it once it goes super fast at least the lime does the bird apparently doesn't go that fast okay the lime zooms i was worried also because Mm -hmm. apparently like you're supposed to wear helmets but like the city was lax but i think at and i knew this because i just know how uh bureaucratic infrastructure works Uh, as more people came they got more strict because if when it's wednesday and it's like 
a handful of people kind of just going and there's not much traffic you're like whatever but when there's tons of cars tons of people and then you have these jackalopes on the like people were just riding it Uh on the sidewalk it's like no that's not you got to be on the street and i know why you don't want to be on the street because you don't have a helmet and that's why you shouldn't be riding it right 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 yeah, I didn't even step on one because I'm terrified that I'm going to get hit by a car, which has already happened to me um, oh, when I was walking uh, across a crosswalk in college. <laughs> um, like, I don't want to even add any more elements to make that happen uh-huh, anymore. Yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little scared of it. But yeah, mm. um, the other thing that I saw that was cool was, of course, because I'm a big Dragon Ball Z person, they had an interactive Dragon Ball Super area that was outside the Marriott, uh, which was connected to the convention center. And so you could ride Nimbus, which is the cloud that Goku rides from Dragon Ball Z. You could play Dragon Ball Fighters, I believe you could play there. You could like take all these photos with Vegeta and Goku. And it was it was really neat. It was so cool. Another thing like you were saying, it was so cool to see young people, young and old people getting so excited about it and the people working it were like really working it there was a lady an older lady that was um doing the photo booth and she was like now do your hand like a kamehameha and now do it like this like she posed me in a billion different ways and i just was like this is so cool because this is what i grew up with and it's just i'll never not be geeked out by it. they also changed all of the elevators in the marriott to dragon ball z characters and i just thought that was so neat yeah that's that's first off and foremost that's my biggest regret was not making it to that yeah, I kept missing it. Also, I just literally was either doing the panel or hosting the thing. So yeah. I just didn't yeah. have like I was going to have like two hours to kind of walk around and do my nerd stuff. But our activation was so successful that the experience asked us to extend it an hour. And I was like, OK, but I want to go do nerd stuff. But one thing that I remember when I went to the Funimation party the first day that they were so excited about is that anime was in Hall H. Yes. And I didn't consider that, that like all this time in Hall H, we really, anime really hasn't had that much of a presence. I'm sure like they might have done it a year or so or any time. But since a, in, in recent memory, that's the biggest kind of anime Hall H event that we've had in a while. And that's really cool. Not only that, you know, it was anime, but also that it's, you know, kind of like an anime that anime snobs try and look down <laughs> on. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, I'm sure you like your niche anime, but it's, it's not, not going to be Hall in Hall H. H. Yeah. And just to remind people of what Hall H is, it is the biggest hall where they do all of the trailer drops. Anytime that you see like the cast of Wonder Woman or Aquaman or whatever, it's going to be there in Hall H. People will spend the night overnight trying to get in. It's always sold, completely sold out and packed. And yeah, and the fact that they had the Dragon Ball Super movie that's coming out there and it was also packed for that and they had the voice actors there is incredible. That just shows how big that fandom is. If you're sleeping on it, it is huge. Yeah. And I I think I want to also echo because you're shouting out the people who were into it. Definitely. I want to shout out the Kind of, because a lot of times, and it was funny because Milana Vintrube was talking about this, uh, how she was... uh, She's the voice of Squirrel Girl. Yeah, she's the voice of Squirrel Girl. Um, But also she... When she she said her first Comic Con experience was getting paid like a hundred bucks today mm-hmm. to act mm-hmm. in this act, and so yeah, these all those like activations that those interactive things are actors who are doing it, and so it's so fun to see 
them commit. And it is funny when they're paired with someone who doesn't want to commit as much. So I went to the DC experience activation and for doom patrol, they had this room where like it was supposed to be a chief's lab and it's like a scientific lab. And this guy was giving it his all. Like if there was an Oscar for activation, he's like, (laughs) yes, welcome to my lab. And he was doing it and it was great. And then he goes like, what are you cooking up over here? <laughs> and then the other person acting the booth was like, okay, so here is uh, zebra popcorn, and this is like just totally <laughs> flat, not in character. But <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that, yeah, it's so funny. And then did you get bombarded by the Godzilla one at, at oh, all? Oh, yeah. That one where they stopped. So they had a Godzilla activation where they had uh, – it was pretty huge, and I felt bad for the scientists because they had people in like the giant – like yellow hazmat suits going around scanning things and then a person in a suit would come up to you and be like have you seen Godzilla activity and it, I was with this wasn't in the con this was like yeah, out on the street on the street <laughs> and what's funny is I was with my friend uh, Ash Bloggett and uh, Brett Eagleston who are all like actors too so we you know because we love the arts are participating like yeah we and we <laughs> were having a, yeah of course 100% <laughs> that and then the second, uh, the third one I want to shout out is the Jack Ryan, which they were pushing so hard, which I don't know the Venn diagram of like comic book nerds and I feel like it's Tom huge. Pla- well, it wasn't just Jack, it is um, the guy that's in Jack Ryan. Oh, who is it? Jim from The Office. Oh, is that who is in it? Yeah. John Krasinski. Yeah, that's. That's such he's a Jack, jump. He's in Jack oh, Ryan. Oh, so that's why. So, it, yeah, they had the whole Jack Ryan experience oh, out there. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him to be deadpan uh, employee to, like, Jack Ryan. Uh, yeah, like, they had these guys in all black, which it was kind of creepy until you remembered you were at Comic-Con. They would pull out a paper with a manila envelope and go, a message from Jack Ryan. And, I would, <laughs> and the first time I was like, whoa. I love it. And the second time I was like, noted. <laughs> I it is it. so fun to play along with nerds. I do. I think um, I was in the middle of the street and there were uh, sci-fi was having an entire band, a drum line and everything. And it was they were playing theme from like Spider-Man and they were just having so much fun and people were dancing in the street. And it was like, this is the best part of of nerddom like this this is why we come here. Also, because no one's behind a screen. Everyone is face to face. There's no fighting and arguing and and saying awful horrible things to each other it's just fans being nerds being nerds and geeking out and being you know all dressed up and stuff and just enjoying these interactive experiences so i really love the fact that we have cons because i think it kind of brings everyone back to where how we started yeah that was super good um, but the number one thing that's the hugest attraction for sdcc or san diego comic-con for people who like to say things that are really long are all those trailers, all those reveals, and everything that's coming out. And we'll jump right into that after these messages. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed those messages. We're about to jump into the fun stuff, the stuff that we were all talking about when it happened. Uh, I, I think we'll jump right into it, but Danny wants to kick things off. She has a few things to say. No, no, no. I was just going to say something about, because the first up on our docket is the Shazam trailer, and David Sandberg, who is the director for it, he previously worked on Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, which a lot of people actually liked. I find his story so fascinating. Have you watched the Lights Out short? Oh yeah, it's super I, crazy. It's so great, but like to me, whenever people, whenever people are like, "Well, I I can't make a difference. Like I don't have a whole production team and all this stuff." I'm like, that man made a three minute short of his wife in his apartment, and it launched his career. Yeah, like from truly. that he got Annabelle. Like if you look at his IMDb, it's really just. Uh, I mean, he worked on a couple of other things, but like yeah. that is what went viral. So go if you're a wannabe filmmaker or trying to, you know, anything, just trying to start out whether it's in horror or sketch comedy or whatever, go look at that because that three-minute short changed this man's life. Yeah. And anyways, now he's the director of Shazam. Yeah, and what's interesting too, that something of note that I noticed is a lot of these directors have a history in horror. Yeah. Uh, so you you have, you know, Shazam with David Sandberg, who did Lights Out, like you said. But then James Wan, he started in Saw. I was mm-hmm. For some reason, I was looking up the history of the Saw movies because I actually am a unabashed Saw fan. And he also did The Conjuring. And then he did another superhero movie called Furious 7. <laughs> uh, so, so and, and I'm excited, too, because, you know, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't see why it's matter. It doesn't matter to me. I like, you know, the, that we have a person of color directing, you know, this Aquaman story. You know, we're we're mixing it up. We're giving shots to, you know, people of color who, you know, normally don't get big shots like that. I mean, James Wan definitely is not a plucky young director. He has a storied resume. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's not like they're really taking a chance, but it is cool to see them mix it up a bit. And I'm, I'm, I do like a lot of people have been saying, you know, because look, we all know DC, everyone feels how they feel about uh, their movies. And, but people are like, I'm going to trust James Wan and I trust both these directors. And I think these are going to be 
great movies. I do want to say about Aquaman. So before Comic-Con, they had released the poster for it (laughs) and somebody had edited it. So it looked like because in in the poster, he's surrounded by a bunch of aquatic life and someone had edited it. So it looked like a Lisa Frank poster. Yeah. uh, And... You it, thought it was real. I thought it was real. It I thought it, it was real, and I I know people were dunking on it, and I was like, I am so excited to see this film with like pink and purples and like rainbows, and I I truly thought that it was that it, it looked magical. It looked cool. It looked like a mixture of like if Disney had taken over one of these properties type of thing, and then um, I found out that it wasn't real. Uh, yeah. So that's fine. It's dark. But I was I was kind of excited to see a bright. Also, just like him being, I was like, well, maybe he'll like ride a dolphin and be in pink and be like. Anyways, people, yeah, people are gonna be mad. I said this, but yeah. I mean, look, looking at that first scene in the trailer where he's standing against the aquarium wall and the animals are like, leave him alone. <laughs> I don't think you'd be far off in that. So, so just uh, think of that when you think. I like that we get Mira in it. Mira actually in the DC Comics was a very fun character for me, especially because she got a red lantern ring, which was built of her rage in this split between her family and like her love for Aquaman. So, I mean, Obviously, we we may not make it to Red Lantern stuff in the next five years, but Mira, I really enjoyed her as a character ever since uh, that kind of happened. And that is being played by Amber Heard. Yes. Yeah. So go. So hopping back to the Shazam trailer, uh, did anything like stand out for you, Ify? Uh, I really like uh, you know seeing it. I think the best description of it was Big meets Superman. Which oh, I think yeah. is something um, so much so. The, yeah. This the, this franchise needs. DC has been too dark. It'd be fun to lighten it up with something mm-hmm. lighthearted and interesting. Especially since we we are going to get the dark epic film with Aquaman, which I love that we do have Black Black Manta and they pull the mask oh, off. Oh yeah. Because very few times, like people didn't know specifically me, I didn't know for a while Black Manta was black until they pulled the mask off. He very very rarely pulls it off, and I gotta say, I'm super excited. And uh, also, Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa. I know it's it's uh, it's his peak, Jason Momoa. Definitely, it seems like what's cool about mixing it up because I will say, Snyder and Nolan has kind of had a chokehold on the DC series. It seems like it's only been them, and that I think might have been part of the problem. Whether no matter how you feel about their films, love them or hate them. You got to admit that like the reason they all bleed together is because you've only had like two people touching it. So to have these two new directors kind of with their I mean, the last time we had a new director, Cough Cough Patty Jenkins, like it was a smash hit. It's not even to say that necessarily Snyder or or Nolan is bad. I mean, Nolan has like the definitive Batman movie trilogy, Mm -hmm. but when you are letting just two directors do all of the movies, they bleed together because every director has their own style. When you splash in some Patty Jenkins, some James Wan, uh, I mean, so Patty yeah. Jenkins, James Wan, you know, it'll it'll mix it up. And when you do get that dark DC, it'll pop because of that. And it just, you know, you just can't 
put a whole bunch of iceberg lettuce in a salad. You need some tomatoes. You need some carrots. You need some onions. And that's what, what's going to make a good salad. And I think that's been the difference and why it seems like kind of like Marvel took the lead. Because from the jump, Marvel had so many hands in so many different parts of their salad where we're finally getting to the other parts of the DC salad. So I'm really excited to see what they came from, uh, where they're coming from. And it seems like uh, they're going to pass the torch. Um and you'll see what I mean in just a second. Well, um, I did want to say Gail Simone, who yes. is a noted comic book writer, but also for Wonder Woman specifically, she actually tweeted and was like, so was DC the winner of the con? Because it feels like that. I almost thought it was a joke. I mean, the answer, first off and foremost, is yes. But also... DC was running against no one <laughs> like because we didn't have Marvel Star Wars didn't really have a presence and besides that all the other brands pretty much had established series so I do think they won but they had no one really up against them I hear you but it still could have been horribly received you know yeah. their, oh, their uh, trailers and their exactly stuff, but instead everyone seemed to get very excited about them so oh, yeah they've 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 definitely did good you know yeah. because they because you're right D dc could have just been by themselves and still lost the con you know but they are constantly talking about they did come out with the dope trailers and all you heard about was shazam and aquaman mm -hmm. i was talking about this earlier i think on candy dinner because we were wondering why marvel isn't coming out with anything because there isn't a d23 that year because that's usually why marvel kind of holds their reveals and I came to the conclusion it's because Marvel can't talk about anything without spoiling the next Infinity War. Because if you think about it, we have one movie, then Infinity War. Yeah. Anything we'd see behind that is going to kill it. I mean, just literally anything. Because every movie you talk about confirms that that person lives. So to keep with the lore... Of Infinity War, you cannot show. I think we already know some yeah. of the people. Oh, we live. we def know because they have a three contract deal. Yeah, <laughs> three part of T'Challa and yeah. Peter Parker. But I feel like people like uh, I don't want to call them plebs, but rag folks aren't checking in on that. The, 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 I still think even like I don't want to say my mom, but like I feel we'll say my older brother because he doesn't mm -hmm. really follow this stuff. I feel like he at least would be like, oh no, wait, he, the, that Peter Parker, that new one, only got one film. He's yeah. probably gonna get a couple more. Oh yeah. I don't even feel like that's a spoiler. I just feel like that's common math. Yeah. Is uh, those newer characters that they just introduced that made them millions are probably not getting killed off. But to move on to uh, Glass was another trailer that dropped M. Night Shyamalan, who I have a little story here. If you, Did I tell you? He I had mean, the, did you read what I wrote next to it? Currently Danny's hotel roommate, yes. Um, <laughs> he had the room across from me at Comic-Con, and it was funny, yeah. he uh, Actually, one of my girlfriends was trying to slip. I gave her my badge so that she could have it for the day because I was on these panels off-site, and she was trying to stick her badge back under my door, and M. Night was like so fascinated. He was like, what are you doing? And I came out in like a my gym clothes with like a bathrobe on, and he had like the rest of the members of Glass standing right there, and we all just like didn't go in our room, so we were all just standing there uh, <laughs> talking. And then they asked to take a picture with one of my friends. Uh, oh, nice. And I don't know, it's little things like that. Danielle Radford said that she was in the elevator with, I forgot, a, a famous comic book artist. And she was like, yeah, yeah I just had a, I just had like a five minute conversation with them about comics. And it's like little things like that when you're at Comic-Con where everyone's kind of on the same 
level. Everyone's excited about the same things. Everyone's in the same area. That it's that's also cool. Is you you're around some of your favorite creators. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's super fun. Glass. I'm super excited about mostly because I kind of watched Unbreakable bit by bit. Like it definitely wasn't like a movie that I fully ingested until I saw Split. And then once that connection was made, I was like, oh, I need to go back and really watch Unbreakable because I like, I'm curious in M. Night Shyamalan's superhero universe because it seems very different and very grounded and it feels like the most accidental perfect take of like superheroes in a real world. So I'm super excited. I don't, you know, and I feel like these movies I thought, are his most successful movies. So I'm also not like worried about the quote unquote history of, you know, his movies because Unbreakable was amazing, did well. Split was a surprise smash hit. Yeah. So now it's going to be interesting to see him focus in on this. It's great. Yeah. I'm excited for it as well. I know there are so many fans of, of this franchise and to kind of see it all come together. Split was a little bit hard for me. Just uh, this is so fascinating because we talked about it on my most dangerous women thing is that whenever a woman is hurt to yeah. just to be hurt, like people argue with me about this a lot. But it's Gail Simone actually is the one that created the website Women in Fridges, which if you haven't checked it out, please, it'll change how you look at media. It is it's originally from Green Lantern when he comes home and, and finds his girlfriend has been literally fridge she's been stuck in a fridge killed and and stuck in there and so gail made a list of media that either a woman is murdered or maimed or hurt in some way to further the story of a man or the character development of a man but also just in general i think a lot of times a lot when we talked about this on the panel a lot of times filmmakers use rape like rape of a woman Mm -hmm. as her backstory like that's her character story that's what made her her And I don't always agree with that. And so at times it's kind of put me at odds with films that it's been difficult for me to enjoy. And this is me personally, so I don't need people disagreeing (laughs) with how I feel about it. You can feel about it your own way. But I just know as a writer and someone that's been around this media and film and television and screenwriters so much that it is used too often, I feel like. as a That's all I'll say. And so I just... I mean, I think the equation is there and it's pretty simple to figure out that when you have men writing women you only have a limited perspective and so when you think of like what empowers women i think men often don't have the answer because obviously only someone who is a woman would know what would empower you so you're i think it comes also from just the toxic masculinity of like if you endure some hardcore pain or you endure some suffering you come out stronger and then the next part of the equation is what is the worst thing a woman can endure and then you have uh your plot device for game of thrones um yeah yeah you know like it definitely is that and i feel like you know it is kind of overused and it is kind of you know hard i mean there's there's been dope films that have found new ways to implement it, like that Hana film that had like this overbearing special agent dad that kind of, uh, you know, trained. Like you can also be trained and stuff. You don't have to be scrappy because you got like kidnapped and, you know, had all that stuff going. So I definitely know what you mean. And if for those who are like, what? It's because Split is literally surrounded. The whole motivation is this guy has kidnapped these uh 
all these teenage women and you find out that that he one of them yeah. no one of them was raped by her uncle yeah well, and, and i just am like does that is that necessary for the story yeah. i guess is my that's it, the only it, yeah because like literally it's like the you know like the the big reveal at the end and the reason like he doesn't hurt her because she's already been hurt yeah yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, I respect a lot of the a lot of filmmakers, and I'm just saying I I see it a lot, and that that's all. That's my commentary as a woman. I just see it. I see it often, and I could talk about other films where they've done that. And to me, it's like I understand um, that you're trying to get a reaction, or or if there's you feel like there's a purpose, is there another way? I don't know. I feel like we're gonna go so off topic now <laughs> dealing with this, but. I'm done. I'm done with my my little thing. So what I was going to say is I'm really excited for for everybody. It's hard for me at times to enjoy films when I feel rape is just used for it. And I understand that it happens in real life. I just think it happens too often in media as a backstory necessary for women. Anyways, moving on. Um, Yeah, we'll just uh, knock out the movie that I'm most excited about, which is uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. I love kaiju. I love big monsters. And so I'm super excited that we are introducing more monsters for the King of Monsters to fight. We get Mothra. We're getting all the bangers. King Ghidra. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a new uh, MF Doom album, King Ghidra album. I don't know. It's going to be tight. And of course, in the footnotes, we'll have links to all these trailers if you have yet to see them. But it's going to be fun. TV stuff is going to be very easy because lots of these trailers are for already established shows. So if you don't know, Black Lightning, pretty much all of the DC TV shows are getting a season, another season. That's what it was about. Iron Fist, they rightfully so didn't push it. I guess we can slowly touch on the uh, small controversy they had. Did you hear about that? About which one? About Iron Fist. No. Uh, let me see. Uh, Jeff Loeb, who is a producer on it and a comic book writer, came out in the Karate Kid outfit and was doing like a like offensive kind of oh, like, yeah. white dude doing karate bit that he was called out for by one of the actresses, which might have been part of the bit. Basically trying to lampoon what everybody hates about Iron Fist without actually presenting any, I don't know, uh, solutions to it. And so that, that was something people were buzzing about. I don't think it had like a huge big outcry about it, but it was some, it was something that happened. And Mm -hmm. so just pointing that out, Riverdale getting another season, Star Trek, uh, discovery, Orville walking deads, both of them, another season, better call Saul, really excited. Season four, the gifted, but the big news was the announcement of a new season of star Wars, clone wars, which I thought was done. You know, people were very excited. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's going to be super cool, but I think that is a sign of DC winning the con yeah. because, you know, that news came out. I didn't hear about it till I was looking at all the wrap-ups. So the fact that the DC trailers and news kind of uh, shadowed Star Wars, even though it's one Star Wars announcement, I think it's pretty big because that it w- is a very popular Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, animated series. But there are lots of new shows and, and a few toys I want to talk about, but we'll get to that after these messages. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, so there's a couple of new shows I want to talk about. There's one that I'm going to talk so much about. So let me just run through the first. So we have uh, the Mayan MC show. It's basically a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy based off of the character Ezekiel Reyes, who was part of the Mayans. It's going to follow them. I'm very curious that, what they're going to do with this because the whole device, if you didn't know what Sons of Anarchy, was that it was Hamlet. Uh, so that was kind of what made it so good and cool and interesting. So I'm very curious uh, if the characters they built have the substance to really mm. uh, carry on a spinoff ser- series or if they're going to do another like Shakespeare, which I actually think that'd be the most interesting if they found a way to make this also follow a classic Shakespearean story. Listen, I just want, you know, I don't know how many, how much they've already filmed, but I would love to audition. Just get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get in. Uh, yeah. Get me in the room. No, but I, uh, I will be watching it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, they didn't promote it as much. I did yeah. see, I did see though that they had a big, um, yeah. they rented out like what, it was a hotel and mm-hmm. like the whole backdrop of, of the hotel was a poster for this. So it was like several stories long. Yeah. Um, Moving on to Disenchantment. Yeah. Seems like it's going to be a fantasy-based comedy from uh, Matt Growing uh, of The from Simpsons. From The Simpsons and yeah. Futurama. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at first I was like, what? Because, I'm, you know, uh, I'm paused on Matt after that weak response to that Apu controversy. I mean, you could you can, you can, can disagree, but you could also have a better response other than, why are you mad? Uh, that's not, not, that's not going to pass anymore. <laughs> think, think it through. You don't have to do the change, but you can consider what's being said. But... Then I saw who's voicing. We got Abby Jacobson Mm -hmm. from Broad City and Eric Andre. And I think I might be in because those are two of the funniest people. And I'm really excited to uh, see what they're going to cook up. 
Then after that, we have Roswell, New, New Mexico, based, uh, you know, basically the Roswell show that was adapted from the YA novel uh, by Melinda Metz called Roswell High. Uh, it lasted three seasons. It was pretty popular. Then it went away. They're trying a reboot and they're going to age up the character and see. And they said they want to tackle, tackle modern issues. So I'll, I'll see how, you know, uh, police brutality and. Uh, and all that makes its way into Roswell, New Mexico. Other than the get, I don't know, whatever the kids talking about, whatever those kids on the Daily Zeitgeist guys talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, however, that's gonna get into that. And the then we have DC Titans. I was DC- rushing to get to here. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Did I take it from you? You can announce no, 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 it no, no, he, no. No, you could. You can announce if it. If you just... please, you. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Titans. Official trailer dropped in very dark, which they kind of they already warned us that it was going to be dark, that it was going to be. It's it's fascinating. Like you said, that D.C., at least for the movies, Shazam and Aquaman are using horror directors. And then for Titans, it definitely opens. The whole thing looks like it could be a horror film. Yeah. The way that it's shot. We already knew that it was going to be having, you know, more heavy topics and things that they were going to be dealing with, especially with the death of Dick Grayson's family, so... Yeah, but we did not see (laughs) Robin saying F Batman while murdering multiple assailants, just totally forgetting the code that Batman has repeatedly forced upon all his Robins. And it's funny, it man, people did not like it. The ratio, I felt bad because the DC, uh, it, it was like DC Titan Writers Twitter account was like, what'd you guys think of the trailer? Oh, man. And that ratio was wild. I think it had like double digit uh, retweets and like 700 plus replies. And people have been mad about it. I mean, one thing that I was really kind of annoyed by is, like, obviously I wanted to see how they were going to handle Beast Boy's transformations. We don't see that in the trailer. People are mad about Starfire actually producing fire. Not that big of an issue to me. What's so funny, one thing that's been genuinely hilarious to me is, like, a lot of people are like, uh, the way she's dressed, she's dressed like a sex worker. It's like, have you seen Starfire's design? Also, she looks way more modest than Starfire's design. Like, Also, like, I think that she had to delete some of her social media because of awful people writing Oh, yeah, her. because because people were being racist about her yeah. because she's black. Just so everyone knows, Starfire's is yellow she is an alien she does not have a race but somehow and that's what i'm talking about what ownership is like people will see an alien and be like oh this person is white and the first the second thing is a fan art of starfire that has her as a white person like you see like that is what we talk about in the kind of unfair ownership of characters there is a person there is an alien an alien who is yellow and you went and told yourself that this person is Caucasian. And when the creators of the show goes, no, we're going to have her played by a person, a woman of color, a, a black woman. You want to be mad and not only be mad, but, but be, write her, but write her and be racist. And yeah. then to constantly be like, oh, she's dressed like a prostitute. Dude, her outfit is literally a skirt and a halter top. So what more modesty do you, you know, she's wearing in the in the footage that has came out, she is literally wearing a purple dress that covers her up more than the purple purple outfit she normally is wearing. I truly don't. This is, you know, we tackled this before with uh, people writing Kelly Marie Tran, but I'm just like, 
she's an actress. She doesn't control literally anything. She doesn't control her costume. She doesn't control her lines. She doesn't control any of that. And so to write her specifically is is insane to me. And I don't know. I'm once again disappointed. Yeah, so so she so she I found out she um she disabled her comments on Instagram, yeah. but I wonder if she's still Oh, this is this gets even worse because you know, it would have been bad if they were just openly just like because she's black. Apparently, the new uh, take is that she's not the right kind of black. That she should be light skinned. Which you know, if if we didn't get enough colorism as is, it's disgusting. And it's funny because stuff like this will come out, and then when people say DC fans are the worst, they get so offended. But it's like, look. If you're offended, then you need to be jumping down the throats of everybody who does stuff like this. If you are part of a fan base that is called the worst fan base, looking at you as well, Star Wars, every time you see someone saying something racist and horrible, you need to be adding them. Because the the thing that gets people saying it isn't even necessarily taking the comp the the receiving the comments or the fact that they're saying it but to see the retweets and the people agreeing them and the agreeing with them so when outsiders are seeing these like horrible racist things about Kelly Marie Chan or in this case Starfire and then they're investigating and they're clicking on it and there's a whole group of people just being like yeah 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 that's that's what makes people blame the whole fandom but if they were to click on it, this has happened to me before. I can't put my finger on it, but some racist trash was happening. And I was like, oh, this seems like this is rough. And I click on it and I see people just tearing this person apart for making yeah. that. And yeah. then you're like, oh, okay. No, That's how it per- should be. That's how the fandoms should be. Yeah. It was like, we need to check the people within our fandoms because, yes. because it does like it does make us look bad as a whole because every time someone says something gross under the guise of just wanting their show the way they want it that that reflects on the whole fandom unfortunately yeah i think it's important to speak i i have before as as a dc fan because my favorite and most beloved character in all of superhero history is wonder woman so i am the biggest wonder woman fan and i always whenever i speak up i say DC fans, we, we, it still pisses people off. I'm not saying you, you, I'm saying us, we need to chill out. Yeah. Um, I can't even say all the things I want to say because I'll get bleeped on here by our producer. Yeah. So, but anyways, you know what? One of the good things that I want to say that happened at Comic-Con was there was a meetup for Rose, Tico, for uh, Kelly Marie, yes. Marie Tran's character in uh, in Star Wars. And- it was great. So many people came out. People dressed up like her. People were wearing her shirts, and they all met together. And she had no idea. I know. I sent. Uh, I sent pictures to my friend Chris, who's friends with her, and and um, just because I wanted him to know that so many people were supporting her. So that was a really positive, great thing to see, and to see the fandom coming together and be like, "No, we're not going to let you push out one of our people." Yes. Um, and it was cool too because it was dope to see so many Asian Americans kind of able to cosplay as her. And yeah, really, it's just a dope thing. Uh, 
but yeah, we are running out of time. Uh, but yeah. just uh, just off rip, fave toys. The the DBZ toys broke the con. Very proud about that. Like Danny said earlier, the Broly uh, and all that. And then they had these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle NECA toys that were based off of the original movie. Oh, I think did Hector Hector, Hector bought them. Yeah, picked up Hector, some of those. Bo- Hector bought them and the diorama that comes with them. I love him, and it was super cool. We'll post pictures of that, and uh, you know. This is this is gonna be the thing we do after cons. So we didn't do one for AX because that was a mess. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So if we go to cons, we'll be wrapping it up for you's, who's, bees, theirs. Anyway, I'm all out of words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we both we are. It's so funny because when this drops, it'll be you know like yeah. Hopefully we'll be recovered. But yeah. right now we are still in. We're still trying to adjust. Yeah, but uh, just uh, real quick, only one thing to plug. August 11th, I'll be in Portland with the White Women guys. We will be performing in the Stumptown Improv Fest. If you are out there, come through. Say what's up. It'll be a good time. And, uh, you know, you can follow me on If You Whitey Way on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. And thanks to everybody that Ify was there uh, handing out our Nerdificent shirts at the con. I forgot because I packed them in my bag but had to run around so many places I forgot to hand them out. So maybe we'll do a giveaway. I think we'll do a giveaway on our on our Twitter. So j- definitely follow us on there uh, if you want to win a shirt. And if you want to get one yourself, you can. We have a merch store at Tee Public. Yeah. And, yeah, be, be kind to each other, y'all. Okay? Life's short. Be nice to your fellow nerds. Yeah. Seriously. Quick shout out to uh, Zach McKeever in the booth holding it down. Super producer Dan Goodman holding it in. New produce on the on the deuce. But yeah, like I said, be good to fellow nerds and uh, stay nerdy. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.